and welcome to day 14 of 30 Days of Terror. How you do? I've got three stories for you today. Are you ready, kiddo? Never ready. Story number one comes from Megan. I currently live in Washington State in the United States, which, including Oregon and northern Idaho, is a part of a sector of the country affectionately referred to as the Pacific Northwest. This area is well known for its paranormal experiences, cryptid sightings, and a fair collection of serial killers over time. As you can imagine, it's a haven for people who are always searching for that little bit extra to their reality. It's also the only area where I've experienced my own paranormal dealings, all of which have left me pretty freaked out, but also left me asking more questions than I started with. Today, I'd like to share two dealings with the supernatural that have affected me the most. My first experience with ghosts, that I'm aware of, happened while I was living with my parents. We had just moved up to Washington a year prior and had been renting until my mom found this house. I remember my stepdad being frustrated that we got this house mostly because he felt like it was out of their budget range, but my mom was insistent that we move there. It was the house she wanted more than anything else. I realise that this may seem like a small detail. Most people get attached to homes when they're searching for one to buy. But this wouldn't be the first instance where my mom and this house had some sort of strange connection. Anyways, I remember my younger brothers and myself going down into the basement to stay out of the way while the movers got our furniture and boxes put away where my mom wanted them. The basement was mostly unfinished and had this room with a hatch built into the side. I asked my stepdad about it, and he said that it was a cold chute back from when the house ran off of coal to heat the place. It made sense since the home was built in the early 1900s. I want to say around 1902, but I'm not certain. Ever since we moved in, I never liked that basement. Aside from the general creepiness you'd expect from a basement, it always felt like I was unwelcome down there or that I was trespassing on a property that wasn't mine. Thankfully, for a time, I lived on the main floor during high school, and everyone else lived on the top floor, so I didn't have a need to go down there. During that time, things would be moved, or they'd go missing altogether. We would all jokingly state that it must be a ghost doing it, and it was all light-hearted initially, but the atmosphere always changed when the sun went down. I felt like I was being watched or that there was something just around the corner and it gave me the creeps. Fast forward to after my graduation. I have my first job and my brothers are trying to kill each other as brothers do when they're growing. Eventually, this angered my mom so much that she had me move down to the basement to give me more space and to make my brothers sleep in separate rooms. Initially, I thought this was great. A bigger space and a little more separation from the rest of my family, as I was an angst-ridden young adult who wanted her independence. I'd forgotten about that feeling of not being welcome when the lights were on. But of course, it was a different story when I went to bed for the night. One day in particular, I just went to my room after a long day at work and spent my evenings watching crime dramas until I fell asleep. I turned off the lights and called it a night, not really feeling nervous or concerned. When I woke up, it was 3am, and if ghost hunters taught me anything, that was when you didn't want to be awake if you thought your house was haunted. 
I stupidly scanned the room through what lighting there was available and seemed satisfied that the coast was clear from lurking presences. One thing I did notice was that the coal room door was wide open, which I usually kept shut since it wasn't insulated and it was always freezing cold in there. Just when I was willing myself to get up and go and close it, a black mass fell from the ceiling above my bed and fell onto my legs. I felt the bed shake from the force, like someone jumped onto my bed and this cold, leathery grip snatched my ankle. Terrified, I screamed. I switched on my bedside lamp and turned to find nothing. My scream was apparently loud enough to wake the house and both my stepdad and my mom came barreling down to my room from the second floor to see if I was okay. I told them what happened, but the best they could do was get me a sage kit to try and ward off this shadow man. To this day, I cannot stand the sight of shadow people. Anytime I hear mention of them or see them on YouTube videos, I get goosebumps. The hag is another interesting bit that I've had a more recent experience with, but I'm not certain that she's a paranormal entity or a figment of my dreams. I've had two very realistic dreams with her in it. The first one, I'm sleeping beside my partner in the room that we currently live in. The room looks exactly as it looked right before sleep, which is odd because dreams usually have something that feels off about them. But it's an off that seems acceptable in dream world, even if you know it's different. Anyways, in the doorway, this hag is standing there, just watching me. She's got messy, long, silver and white hair that's matted in places. She wears a stained white dress with no sleeves, and she's barefoot to boot. As I'm sitting there watching her, she doesn't move. She's very, very still, but she's watching us both in our bed. Suddenly, she rushes me, and it's at a speed you would never expect out of an old lady. I screamed and woke up. When I looked at the door, there was nothing there, but I was left with an uneasy feeling. A couple of weeks later, I had a similar dream. The room looked like it did right before I fell asleep, but instead of at the doorway, this hag was at the foot of our bed, with a menacing smile on her cracked lips. She was so close that I could see she was drooling and only had a few teeth left in her mouth which were yellowed. Of course, this startled me awake, once again with nothing looming over us. I've looked all over the great Google for more explanations on this situation and just about everything that I've found claims that she is a product of sleep paralysis. But the only problem is that I was asleep when this happened. Not awake with an inability to move. So I can't be sure that that's the answer. Ooh, I don't like the creepy hag. The hag. Uh, what I what freaks, what freaks me out about the hag, and I know it. Like I know it's a product of sleep paralysis. Like I I do get it, but it's the universality of her. Like people, it's like, the hat man. like people have stories about the hag in their sleep paralysis from all over the world. Mm. How is it that the human brain in sleep paralysis? universally can create the same woman because she's real because she's not a product of sleep paralysis she's just 
some time traveling bitch. I think she's actually a character in Dead by Daylight. Oh, and interesting. She moves pretty fast as well. Interesting. Mm. So maybe she's escaped the game. And is haunting people in their dreams. Yeah. Maybe. Do you know the the shadow person falling from the ceiling and landing oh, on our horrible. bed? No, no, no. Gave no, me such no, goosebumps. No, 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 no. Nope. It's actually making your hair stand up on end. Oh, stop taking the piss out of my hair. <laughs> that is very... That's, you're not allowed to do that. Stop it. But I, I would not be sleeping in a room with no. a cold shoot in it. No. No way. No. No way. There was when... Um, my parents built on an extension like when I was an older teenager like I wasn't a child and there's now an attic in my bedroom in my mum and dad's house so there's like my bedroom I have a little ensuite bathroom and in that bathroom there's an attic and let me tell you the knowledge of that attic freaked the living bejesus out of me for years still kind of does not gonna lie Even knowing that it wouldn't that it's have there. been there anyway like as a new addition oh yeah completely new addition to the house <laughs> completely new addition <laughs> Like it's it's just such a bizarre fear, and part of it came from I watched that film, The Hills Have Eyes, mm. and that like I would not recommend watching that film. It fucking traumatized me, and I was so convinced that one of the creatures from The Hills Have Eyes was going to be living in my attic, like Bart's evil twin in The Simpsons. Like honestly, I just couldn't cope with it. So sleeping with a cold shoot in your room, no. The thing way. about the cold shoot is that if it's an old cold shoot. It's got the exit of the shoot in your room. There's an entrance outside. Oh yeah, definitely. And it's used to be out on the street. Very vulnerable. Yeah. Also, I wonder if there's like some kind of pre-existing chemicals left over from the coal. What do you mean? Well, coal's not good for you, is it? So to be inhaling coal dust when you're asleep from a coal shoot. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Not causing this, but just in general, not good for you. Oh, you're just worried about your health in yeah. general. I see. And our second story is a short and sweet one. And it comes from Mirabelle. Are you ready? Never ready. I was in the new school bathroom and I was looking in the mirror. I was with my friend who was doing the same. And there has always been one stall door that constantly swings, even when you opened it five minutes ago. And we both saw this girl with short brown hair, a red sweatshirt and jeans. She looked really real, solid and modern and yet when I swivelled round to investigate there was nothing there. So I inspected the mirror. She wasn't there either. I still don't have an explanation. Mind you, this was just over a year ago and I still see her the same way in my mind whenever I try and relive the scene. Someone who doesn't want to reveal their identity. Some blooming mirrors again! It's all about their mirrors, babe. Everyone's sending you in mirror stories. I'm telling you, I've got a theory and it's correct. This I've is why solved... you don't ever tell anybody what you're frightened of. You solved know? the science of mirrors now. Is it very likely that anybody's going to send in a story about a haunted velociraptor? No, so I'm fine. Mirrors, on the other hand, you're fucked for the rest of the rest of this podcast life. That's mm. it. People are going to be sending you, you in stories of mirrors. It's worse that, because her... The mirror behind you is facing you again, by the way. Just wanted to let you know. Why did you let me know that? Just in case you were wondering if you were thinking about it. Now you know. Um, what's worse about this is that her friends saw it as well. Yeah. So any kind of external <laughs> validation makes it go, oh, uh, that's, that's yeah. not normal. And the, and I hate when you it's so vivid that you see it later. 
and there's so many um there's so many things that we that you see in your everyday life and you you like glance at something and it looks like the shape of a person and it makes you jump right yeah, we, like, do you remember when i said the other day when Lenny, uh, when bim was lying on the arm of the, uh, at the bottom of the arm of the sofa and my baseball cap was on top of the arm and it out the corner of my eye looked like someone was sitting a little man was sitting at the end of the sofa do you remember i told you that yeah it's that kind of thing. Yeah, and you and you have to look twice yeah. to go, oh, okay, no, it's yeah. not actually a person. So you could always say, if you glance something in the mirror, you could say, oh, that was just my imagination or I had one of those kind of scenarios. But when somebody else is with you, there is no escape. Nope. You know, well, there's there no is escape. if they don't see it. <laughs> but if they do see it, yeah. that's it. Because if, if I saw like uh, a giant eight foot man in the mirror and I said to you, do you see that? And you went, no. I'd be like, okay, there's my validation. Oh, shit. (laughs) And our third story today comes from Marguerite. Are you ready? A friend of mine, Miriam, had moved into an apartment close to my home. This was the more casual type of friend that comes in and out of your life. We met for lunch one day and caught up on each other's lives. Somehow, and I don't remember how, the conversation turned to ghosts. We never discussed this before, and I never really knew her as someone interested in the paranormal like I am. So I found her story more believable, as she is more a sceptic than a believer. This is her story. Miriam had been dating a guy that she worked with. They went back to her apartment after dinner and were in her bedroom, getting busy. When suddenly the guy bolted up and out of the bedroom... Miriam went into the living room and saw her date sitting naked on the couch, visibly shaken, and smoking one of her cigarettes. But he didn't really smoke. So she asked him what was wrong, and he told her that while they were doing it, he saw a figure of a man dressed all in black, with a black hat in the corner of her bedroom. He said he couldn't see the man's face. He told her that the man said something to him, but Miriam's date refused to tell her what the ghost had said. Her date finished his cigarette, got dressed and left. They never went out again. She would see him at work, but he refused to talk about what he saw or was told. Miriam never saw the ghost, but was so freaked out that she had a psychic come over to cleanse her apartment. She said the psychic walked around the apartment with a candle, and every time she passed a particular closet, the candle blew out. Turns out that Miriam had a Ouija board in the closet. The psychic had her immediately remove it and throw it out. I lost touch with Miriam not long after this lunch as she got a new apartment on the other side of town and a new boyfriend. Later that evening after my lunch with Miriam, I went to a house party some friends were having. I had ghosts on my mind after hearing Miriam's story, so I asked my friends if anyone had ever seen a ghost. Two of my friends that were there relayed a story. They were best friends and rented a townhouse together. It was a new construction. Again, neither one of these women were particularly interested in the paranormal, with one being especially sceptical. They said that soon after moving into the townhouse, one of the friends, Vicky, woke up in the middle of the night to see a figure of a man in black with a black hat standing in her room. She said she could not see his face, but felt scared out of her mind. She noticed the time on her clock, pulled the covers over her head and started praying. Her roommate Diane, only minutes later, woke up and saw the same ghost in her room, but she jumped out of bed and turned on the bedroom lights. 
she ran to Vicky's room and discovered that they had both seen the same ghost. They said they never saw it again and had been living in this same place for about a year by the time of the telling of the story. Needless to say, I was freaked out hearing a story about the same ghost from different friends who didn't actually know each other. They described this ghost exactly the same. I wondered why I was hearing this story, if maybe I was going to see this freaky ghost all in black. I didn't sleep well for the next couple of weeks. I did a search online about this ghost and read that it's a fairly common sighting, one that I hope never to see. Yeah, me too. You can keep your black masses. I don't need any of those. Thank you very much. Also, I would just like to say that that brings a whole new meaning to the term ghosting. Yeah, it really does, doesn't it? Imagine though. Like, Wasn't that a very good joke though? That is such yeah, a dad joke good. and I'm really proud very of myself. Well thank you, thank you. Lacey you can will, all... Lacey from Holly Paranormal will appreciate that. She well. better appreciate <laughs> this, okay? I appreciate all her jokes. Um, imagine that happening during the intimacy, getting down to business. And you see, and you see a bloody man in black with a black hat standing in the corner watching you. Oh my god! I mean, bless him. Like, I wonder what the ghost said to him, though. Get off my door. <laughs> that would be enough, though, wouldn't it? Yeah, imagine. I mean, that is that would be so fucking traumatic. You'd be like, "What kind of freaky family is this?" <laughs> Yeah, not nice. Scary No, uh, like, of all of all the things, that's the second story in the last while that we've had about two people seeing or seeing something when they were having sex. So, apparently it's a thing. Or oh, this one might just be an excuse. If he has gone to this extent, when you're dating somebody and you need yeah, to, like, it's, it's a, it's would, a you lot, really, no. would you really go to that extent? No. I mean, I know people have probably gone through, gone to weirder... Yeah. extends to get rid of somebody but <laughs> if you just want to ghost somebody yeah you don't need an actual ghost no you don't need to do it literally yeah well i mean they did work together so i guess it would be harder i mean to make someone smoke as well is um must have traumatized them yeah <laughs> just to light up because i have to say when you're not a smoker having a cigarette is an unpleasant experience yeah, it is you know so it's not something you'd be um choosing to do really right. I if he if he was that. like down on a shot of whiskey, fine. I'd be mm. like, fair play to him, steady your nerves. But like having a cigarette is not a pleasant experience when you're not a smoker. And he just ran out of the room bot naked. <laughs> it's kind of a funny story, actually. It I is feel a like we can, bit. I feel like we can laugh at it a little bit because it's not um, Marguerite's story; it's Miriam's story. And, and she went on and got with yeah. somebody else and moved on with her life, so yeah. she wasn't terribly scared by it. Hopefully, but what was what did the weed? What has she conjured in the house? I just feel like it's the man in the hat. That same old man in the hat that we hear about all the time. Appearing during sex. Well, listen, he's got to get his kick some way. (laughs) It's a lot of standing around. Like, he does a lot of standing around. At least pick your moments when you're standing around. And to think you never believed me when I first said about the hat man. You just thought I I was making it off. I was like, what are you talking about? There's no man in a hat. And now all we get is stories about men in hats. I am curious as to whether there are multiple men in hats and maybe this particular one was literally just had a fetish they're the watchers plural i feel like that's a thing from comic books the watchers hmm i feel like they've got something to do with thanos oh i don't know so not my world so no they're not from this world they're from another planet (laughs) so and if you enjoyed today's episode 
You can find us on reallifeghoststoriespodcast.com where you will find links to all of our social medias. You will find links to our Patreon where you can sign up for extra content for either $5 or $2 a month. You can find our email address to send your own stories. Please do not forget to donate to Out of the Woods Wildlife Rehab and no, Rescue and Rehabilitation, the link to which is in the bio. If you donate, you get the chance to win some free real-life ghost stories merchandise, which is very exciting. And on that note, we shall see you tomorrow. Bye.